What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. Summer is almost here and I'm so excited to go on vacation with my kids next month. We love going anywhere warm with the beach. I always make packing harder than it needs to be, but this year I'm doing all of my summer shopping at Macy's. I can find everything I need from bathing suits, sandals, summer dresses, shorts, even towels and sunscreen at Macy's. Whether you're packing for a destination vacation or planning a backyard staycation, Macy's has what you need. You can shop top brands like Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. Wind Down with Jana Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, today is Thursday Therapy. We've got Jessica Baum coming on. She's got a new book called Anxiously Attached, Becoming More Secure in Life and Love. Let's get her on. Well, Jessica, I'm really excited to have you on today's Thursday Therapy episode of Wind Down. Your book is, well, first of all, I think it's such an interesting topic because I I recently said this to my dad because, you know, I've done therapy forever. And one of the things that I learned about myself is I'm extremely, or I was, I'm a recovering anxiously attached person. (laughs) So I, that was how, because I just never felt that love or the, you know, as, as a child, I always kind of, I craved the love. So I would cling on to people, which then, you know, most, and most of the time the people that I'm clinging on to were avoidant. So, which then made me more anxiously attached. (laughs) So do you see that as being how people kind of grow into this anxiously attached just from their childhood. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I talk about this a lot in my book, but really anxious attachment and attachment in general starts so early on and anxious attachment starts in our nervous system. So we didn't get a lot of lending of the parasympathetic nervous system from our primary caregiver to learn Mm -hmm. a lot of self-regulation. So we need a lot of co-regulation and we tend to depend on other people to help us feel safe. There are other hallmarks that happen when we're younger. One of them is inconsistency. Mm -hmm. So even if we form a connection, we have a somatic uh, feeling in our body that the connection could drop. And some people equate this to abandonment issues or quote unquote, codependent traits, those all stem from really early wiring that we might not even be conscious of. And by the way, our parents are not guilty, like they're doing the best they can in their nervous system responses. But all of this is wired way before real, really, we really even know. And so we take those early adaptive patterns and we reenact them in our romantic relationships. 
And so that's where it starts to become like mind blowing. It's like, why am I acting this way? Why am I clinging? Well, part of you remembers inconsistency. A part of you has some abandonment in there. A part of you is scared of disconnection as you should be. And a part of you is so fearful that when that gets activated or awakened in you, you reenact what a baby would do, which is to to reach out and maybe get a little bit clingy and, you know, and then we pick people who are overwhelmed by that and push us away. And then we're stuck in this miserable, anxious, avoidant dance, which I I talk about in detail in the book. So for those that are listening that don't know, you know, what anxious attachment is, I mean, what would you say, how, how could someone go, okay, like, here's the, here's the five second quiz that would go, all right, I'm anxiously attached because it says here that 45, 47 million Americans identify as having an anxious, anxious attachment style, uh, whether that being what anxiously attached, avoidant, um, I don't know what the other ones are. I just know the two because I've either been one or been with the other one. <laughs> so. Right, right, right. So there's four okay. different, there's four different styles. There's secure, there's anxious, secure. there's avoidant. There we go. Secure makes up a good portion of the population. The 47 million is talking about just anxious. Mm-hmm. And then there's okay. insecure. Um, there's the other insecure is avoidant. And then there's fearful. And those are like kind of the regular um, names. So, I'll, you know, I'll, avoidant is very different than anxious. And so anxious people, like I said, their hallmark really knowing are more of the codependent traits. So they can leave their body and sense what their partner is feeling and they can be people pleasing and self-abandoned in order to stay in connection because connection Mm -hmm. is our biological imperative. When we're really small, if we learn to monitor our parents' needs or understand the temperature checking of the room, we take those adaptive strategies and we bring them into our um, adult relationships. So that inconsistency or feeling like the shoe is going to drop is a hallmark of anxious attachment. And I guess the biggest thing I want to drive home is these really early ways in which our nervous system tries to stay in connection and adapts. It are the same ways we end up staying in connection and adapting when we get adult. We don't, we don't change because we are an adult. We have conscious awareness that we're an adult and we're in a really we have parts of ourselves that are still responding to fear in ways that we learned when we were small. What age do you think that starts or that you remember that attachment? In womb, we have cellular memory in womb. We internalize, like we have cellular memory in womb and we have something called implicit memory or sensational memory from zero to about four. So when you're in a relationship and your gut drops or you have really strong sensations or you feel a big panic, some of that is memory. That is actually memory. It's not the memory you think about explicitly like you remember going to Disneyland. Sensational experiences are how we store memory before that part of our brain develops. So when your boyfriend doesn't contact you back or when you see someone really checked out or when someone's on their phone and they're not paying attention to you and your whole body lights up, that is your memory system saying connection is gone. This is really scary. I'm shifting out of a sense of safety into a more activated place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating to me, the whole thing. Cause I mean, I, I definitely have always been anxiously attached up until about a little after my divorce, I, I dated someone too afterwards. And it was just that same thing, falling into the, you know, into someone who was showing the patterns of, you know, saying they're present, but then doing X, Y, and Z things that weren't lining up. 
that triggered that anxious feeling that I had in my last marriage where I was like, can't trust it, not safe. And then I just cling on to, to not lose, you know, and to feel secure and happy and all the things. But it was, uh, again, such a disservice to myself because I'm like, this is, you know, I'm, I'm clinging onto something and someone that's not healthy for me and I'm not healthy. So it was like the two healthy, you know, unhealthy people together. And yeah. like that to me is, is, is interesting because a lot of people will reach out and go, okay, I'm with this person and he's cheated again, or what should I do? And I'm like, you know, of course my, my whole being is like, now knowing where my road was, it was like, leave, like, what do you do? But I can't say that. Right. So I'm like, you have to make the decision for yourself. You'll know when enough is enough, but it's, would you say those people are then anxiously attached because of the wounding in a relationship? Yeah. Your questions are so um, simple, but yet very, very deep. And um, we have an anticipated somatic experience of what a relationship and connection might feel like. Mm-hmm. And we might gravitate towards people who feel familiar and reenact some trauma in our relationship and cir- circular dances or cycles might happen. And because connection is literally our biological imperative, we can be very scared to leave the relationship for so many levels. Like mm-hmm. consciously, we're scared because being alone is hard, but subconsciously, there could be other things going on that keep us as well in relationship patterns that are really consciously we know are unhealthy for us, but are so hard to leave. And so, you know, we are designed to stay in connection, even when it's unhealthy, we will forego some things to stay in connection because that is our survival. The more work we get, we do with what lives in our body and our embodied memory and our, and our childhood and connecting to the root of these fears and these things the allure of the cycle or the allure of someone who really can't meet our needs lessens. And we start to possibly attract people who are more present and consistent and start to help our nervous system understand what is healthy love, which feels very different mm-hmm. from kind of a roller coaster relationship. So you're, you're describing maybe what people would, would talk about as trauma bonding or codependency or twin flame. And it's like all of these terms are, you know, we can judge them, but truly we, we need to understand that we pick people for a reason. And we usually mm-hmm. reenact a lot of what our belief systems and our body anticipates. And we stay for a lot of reasons and there shouldn't be a lot of judgment there. I would just hope there's a lot of curiosity around, okay, I'm not getting my needs met in this relationship and it's really hard to leave can I get some support around this and where mm-hmm. can I heal? And the more you heal, the more the right decision hopefully comes um, through for you. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. 
APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. I think one of the coolest things that I, my transformation after my divorce was realizing like A, the work that I still had, I had so much to do still that I had a big part to play. And then if I wanted to attract a healthy relationship, then I'm like, I had to do even more work, even though I'm like, I've been doing therapy forever. Why am I still having to like go? So it's like, but then it was just reworking different things. And then, you know, when I was, I was feeling more healthy and getting out there and I took a little time off, just a little. And, but I felt that I, i I was choosing different because I also felt healthier. But I remember when I met my fiance, I was like, all right, this just feels so different. And I remember telling my therapist too, I said, for the first time I feel safe and that feels weird to me. It almost was like, I felt unsafe, but I I wouldn't feel unsafe. I felt safe, but so safe that it felt, I didn't know if I could trust it because I've never felt that before. And so I had to work through that going, okay, what is what is a man showing up doing what he says, like actually does like, this is, this is amazing. And then it's me going, okay, I, I have to show up as my healthy self and not be anxiously attached, which I wasn't. It was just, but it was just, it was wild to go, okay, now there's two healthy people that are doing, you know, um, that have done a million wrong things in the past that are doing the right things now, but to trust what it was then, like I I've always had a up and down relationship. And we've been together for a little over a year and we've never had a fight. Like, but past relationships, it'd be, I mean, again, when's the next shoe going to drop explosive fights? Like, and I'm like, this just feels different. And it feels almost foreign to me. And I'm like, that's, that was a hard thing to process when I first met him. Cause I'm like, wait, 
we haven't fought yet. This is weird. You know, I'm like, uh-huh. this, this feels in a weird way, way unsafe. I'm so confused how that's even possible. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank you for being so vulnerable. I, I can totally relate to that. One, fighting is actually healthy. Conflict is healthy. So I hear you. We have conflicts, but we don't have, like when I say fights, to me, fights are like explosive, you know, sl- sl- uh, slam doors, nasty words. Like that was the stuff that I've, that I've been used to. And, but we definitely have, like, I don't agree with you. We get a little snippy, but not ever like a full blown thing. Right. Yeah. No. And, and I, I hear you. Yeah. I, um, conflict is healthy rupture and repair, which we can get into, but what I hear you saying, which is really awesome. And, and so awesome for the listeners to hear is that you took some time to yourself you probably worked on some relationships in your life, building some security outside of romance. And then when mm-hmm. someone came in that wasn't high conflict, it felt different in your nervous system. Mm-hmm. And it took your time to understand that this is actually a new way to love, right? Right. Um, and so, and old stuff can still come up and it probably will because that's what your system, re- but it, because he was consistent and you were consistent and it was new, you were able to find a new sense of s- safety in that, in that relationship. And, and that's amazing. And that's what every anxious person strives to hear that, that, that the possibility is there. And I love, I can relate to what you're sharing in terms of taking some time off and building some safety outside of romance and then relearning what romance might feel like in your nervous system and understanding that familiar is different than safe. And so what might feel safe actually might feel scary for Mm -hmm. a lot of people who struggle with vulnerability and true intimacy, right? And so if we don't do the work, a really safe person might bring up, wow, this is real connection here versus like, you know, one of those fairy tale or fantasy bonds that feel like more like escape, like escaping from our pain. Right. No, that makes sense. And there's a thing you said, you created this self-full method. Um, What is that? Yeah. So I talk about in the book, I talk about different nervous system states and I talk about people who are anxiously attached being more selfless. So we self-abandon and we temperature check and we people please, we can leave our body. We are like, we know, I know what my dog is thinking right now, right? Like we're very like in touch with our environment and we've had to be to survive. And that's a state, right? And then there's another state and we attract people who tend to go to this state, right? This is the avoidant where they're very self-focused and they can shut down and not be attuned to the needs of others. So like we have these states and both the selfless and selfish states are born of sympathetic activation. So both those states of, I'm going to overtake care of you and I'm going to people please you is out of fear, right? And I'm going to only focus on myself and I'm just going to stay focused on myself is actually born of fear too. And then there's a middle state I call self-full state. And it's really a ventral state of connection. And and we are actually oscillating through these states all day long. It's not like we stay in one. We might gravitate towards one when we're scared. But self-full is like when we're feeling so much safety in our relationship that there is a fluid sense of exchange. We can ask for our needs. We can speak up. We have boundaries. We can get close. We can move away. Basically, we feel safe. Mm -hmm. And so different things take us out of safety. I can honestly say that And if you're listening, like I can, I can be selfless at one point in my day and I can feel selfish. And in my relationships, if there's enough safety 
being built, we hopefully are in the self-full state more and more. That window of tolerance expands. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Are you also saying too, when it, when you when I hear you say that is on the flip side of where the attachment stuff is, maybe one day you can be avoidant one act. Is that same kind of, does that work for the same thing where like sometimes you can be the avoidant one or the anxious one, or is it, is that what you are meaning as well? Yes. And and like this, and, and not to get too deep into attachment theory, but like our attachment style can fit into a category and it changes and we have avoidant protectors and we like, I will personally move in. I, I don't know so much anymore actually, I don't think I do this anymore, but I typically would move into the, maybe the people pleasing state if I'm scared, but mm-hmm. the more work that I do in maybe not so much, I might use my voice more. And if I'm really triggered, I might move to the other pendulum of like self-ish state, right? So like, it's kind of knowing where your nervous system kind of gravitates to and with whom. And it very much, I don't know that it relates directly to attachment theory, but almost like the protectors or the way we cope with fear in our relationships and our nervous right. system in these states. And as long as it's the pendulum goes from, let's just say avoidant to sec- uh, secure avoidance. So it's at least, but not between the other, not great ones, like anxious, avoidant, anxious, avoidant, where at least it's like anxious, secure, <laughs> secure. You know, is that like the kind of the, the hope that you're at least you have a piece of the secure in you? Yeah, I mean, obviously that's the hope. Like right now I'm not activated. So right now I feel selfful. Like I can speak up with you. I feel comfortable sharing my voice. Like, you know, I'm not over people pleasing. So like you kind of know when that stuff comes up. The problem with, so if it is a pendulum or a spectrum is people on the self selfless state. So the anxiously attached or more codependent and the people on the selfish, which you might look at as narcissism or extreme avoidance, right? Mm -hmm. Both those states are born in fear. So the problem Mm -hmm. with those states is they're never getting into connection. So if we're in a people pleasing state constantly, or if we're in a state of self, like we're shut down and only focused on ourselves, it's not that there's anything wrong with those states inherently. There are states of protection, but they're not getting into connection. So we can't get into connection when we're in sympathetic activation. Like when you're in fight flight or people pleasing Mm -hmm. or all of this, we're not calming our nervous system down enough to feel safe enough to form intimacy and connection. So those states tend to put people, two people into fear so much that they're missing connection in the relationship. Does that make sense? That that makes sense, yeah, for sure. Hey there. Did you know that May is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is celebrating by highlighting some cool AAPI-owned brands like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Maeve. I mean, I love that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. It's important. But you know what? The best reason to check out these brands is that they're just really awesome. Seriously, you need to check them out. And you know what else? You have a great opportunity to open up access to college for AAPI students and help them succeed by donating to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. You can donate online or just round up your purchase at Macy's when you check out. So do what you can to help. Join Macy's and round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA scholars. 
Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. I also know that I can, it doesn't happen a lot, but I can get so out of body sometimes because of past triggers that I can't even have a conversation until I'm out of that mode because nothing that is said to me I will rationalize in a like in a, in a um, in my right brain at all. I'll just I'll react, 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 and it's not. So I'm like, and and it's you know my fiance sees that now. He's just like you know I love you and I'm here when you're you know when you're ready to to, to talk. But I'm like sometimes I'm just like I need a minute because I'm like I I can just be so activated with passings that are not have nothing to do with the actual thing that's happening. It's just, it's a trigger from something that came up in a conversation that has nothing to do with him, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I understand that. And, you know, for the listeners, it's like, we can get awakened at any moment. And I like to say it awakened instead of triggered because something old was awakened Mm. in you. And when you're like, I'm not in the right brain, you're literally not in the part of your brain that has empathy and can connect because you are activated in a way that, that, your brain is running for life or shutting, like whatever it's doing, it's in a survival stance. And so then your thoughts are survival or defensive or accusatory Mm -hmm. because your system is activated. And then it's very hard to get back into a sense of we or calmness. And it's great that your fiance is able to say, okay, like I'm here, I'm here for you. And somehow you, you get to a place of deescalating yourself and you get back to a place of connection And you're able Mm -hmm. to understand, like, I can't connect in that state. And so he's not provoking you in that state because he's not activated when you're in that state. So he's able to give you that space to give yourself where another person might say, oh, my God, she's in this activated state. Now my nervous system is subconsciously picking up on her activation. And now I'm going to get activated. And now we're going to fight. And that was the dance of all my other past where it's just, you know, in, in all of those, uh, bad areas. But when someone is going through 
like an, an um, anxiously attached, um, something's coming up for them. What are some tips to regulate and not yeah. go left or right? What a, another beautiful question. So the missing developmental link for people who have anxious attachment is they don't have the ability to self-regulate. <laughs> so when they Sad. were big, so yeah, yeah, I know. I, I like, I struggle. I actually struggle a lot with sleep, like self down-regulating, right? Like, so when we're born, we are not born with a fully developed parasympathetic nervous system. So if our primary caregiver was not in their parasympathetic nervous system, and for those who are listening, that's like the, the system that like helps us soothe and calm down, rest and digest. So if my mom, and bless her heart, she wasn't, and that was not her fault, right? She was going through a lot of stress. She wasn't in her parasympathetic enough that I didn't develop internal ability mm. to self-regulate that well. So I need what's called a lot of co-regulation. And this is where I think a lot of, you know, shame or misunderstanding comes up because anxiously attached people sometimes can't calm themselves down, literally. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this is where substance abuse happens. And this is where dependency, codependency happens. So understanding that I need to call someone who can help me hold space for this dysregulated part might be the only option or using a substance, unfortunately, that becomes codependency could be turned on the, you know, a lot of people could develop addiction because we can't get ourselves to calm down. And that is not our fault. So mm -hmm. I think just understanding and having some compassion around the developmental pieces of, of how you might have survived and adapted and what you truly need now is like half the battle of taking out any shame about what comes up for you. I know I can sometimes calm myself down. And if I can't, I've got a few people that will hold space for me and let me be anxious and, and not fix me, but like, you know, be there for me if I'm really dysregulated. And that that's just something I know I need as someone who struggles with a little bit more anxiety. And there's no shame in that. I mean, I'd like to get to a point where I'm like, I internalize all those people and I need them less and less because that's actually what a secure child does is it takes in that parasympathetic and the essence of someone who's calm. And then we have that inside our system. But sometimes if we didn't get that as an adult, that's when we have to form relationships with therapists and coaches and really secure people to start to understand that their nervous system is there for us. And then we internalize that sense of safety eventually as an adult. So we're kind of changing neuroplasticity at that point. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Well, I feel like we're all just, we all have our stuff, right? And we're all, we're all trying to figure it out and it's, you know, it doesn't help with things that we've either a gone through in childhood or relationships or just everyday, you know, life it's, it can be complicated. It can be hard, but you know, I, I love the fact that you, you have this book and, you know, people can, can, you know, it's, you can always work on yourself, right? Like that's where it's like, I still go to therapy, even though I'm have a very secure, I feel safe relationship, all the things. And I feel happy inside, you know, I feel good. Like I love him, but I also know that I would be okay either way. And I think that was a, a good place to finally get to, because I didn't think I, I could ever be okay without someone in my life. And that's what I, you know, your book is, you know, becoming more secure in life and love and I think, you know, even just loving yourself is the key piece to healing, you know, all the, the, that anxious part of you, you know? Absolutely. And I, 
I don't think we learn how to love ourselves until we internalize people who love us. So like, there's a paradox to that too. But yeah, I, like we have to feel a felt sense of love in order to understand how to yeah. give that to ourselves. What this book tries to do is really help the reader have, form some compassion and mm -hmm. start to understand the developmental pieces of how their nervous system works, how they show up in relationships, how they can begin to um, heal, what they need to heal, because we need healing relationships to heal. And and your sure. um, your example of your fiancé and, and how he's providing a new disconfirming belief for you, like you're re-experiencing a new sense of safety through someone who has a safe safer way of, of kind of navigating the world. And you're still doing therapy, which as a therapist, I will fully admit that I am constantly doing my own work and it just keeps coming up. And it's just, it's really great that you're being vulnerable and sharing that. And I think I share a lot of my own personal stuff as a professional and as a human who has suffered in the same way that you have in this book and tried to provide those tools and just the general insight and compassion for the reader. Well, Jessica, I'm adding it to cart. So thank you so much um, for coming on and um, everyone get her book, Anxiously Attached, Becoming More Secure in Life and Love. Thank you, Jessica, for coming on. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. I appreciate okay. you too. All right. Thanks, friend. Bye. All right. Bye. Hey there, mamas. Everyone knows how it goes. You're giving it your all to breastfeed or pump for your little one. But there are times when you might need a little extra help. That's where traditional medicinals Mother's Milk comes in. Mother's Milk is an organic herbal tea blend designed to support healthy lactation for breastfeeding and pumping moms. Plus, it's caffeine free. Learn more about Mother's Milk at traditionalmedicinals.com forward slash Mother's Milk. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This project is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.